Good morning and welcome to Tanya today. As we share the daily Tanya to make it hopefully resonate meaningful for our lives. I'm Rabbi Ronnie Fine coming to you from Chabad Zuchin Kadesh in Montreal, Canada. It's a privilege and a pleasure to share with you the Tanya. We welcome, as we do every day, from all over the world. Anna in Hungary, Budapest, good afternoon. Rabab is with us in Morocco, welcome. Trig in, in uh, Washington, and uh, Liba, Davida is with us in New York. Jay, shalom in Indonesia. Clem in Brisbane, welcome. Dam is also in Indonesia, shalom. Priscilla in Texas, hello. David is in Gold River, California. Welcome. Robert, shalom to you in Boston. And John in North Carolina. Betty, welcome. Michael in Germany. Hello. June in Australia. Good evening. In flagship Arizona from Chabad, Moshe. In Kenwick, that is. Thank you. Heather in Connecticut, welcome. Um, Matus, I don't know if I pronounced that right, welcome. Laura in Nashville, Tennessee is with us. Erica in Norway. And we have uh, Clubhouse, we have Batya, Celeste, Aliana, Salina, Adam, Tim, Sina. Uh, Andra, David, Michelle, Margo, um, Instagram, Yochevet, Yentotelabenta, Tony in Costa Rica, Poi in Peru, uh, Aliza, Clara, some others I can't make out. Today's teachings is uh, sponsored by Diane from London, Ontario, um, in honor of her um, dear departed husband, Rafael, Rafael, of blessed memory, birthday. And as the soul lives on, so the years also move on. So go from strength to strength. Okay. Sixteenth letter we will conclude today, which we began yesterday. The Altareba recognizing a community that is going through great difficulties, so much so that not necessarily they even have livelihood. They're borrowing money. Yet, the Altadeva says it's not good that they should be tight-fisted in not giving charity, being uh, gracious in giving. Tzedakah. And the argument he made yesterday was one based on the law. And the law is that your life takes precedence only when you're on equal footing with others. Meaning, 
if you have nearly one cup of water and it's enough just for you to live on, you can't, you well, you have the right to keep it for yourself. If you're caught in the desert, for example, and you need to survive, you are uh, have the right to hold it for yourself and not to, to share it with your friend because there's only enough there for you to live. Your life comes first. Well, that's only if you have the jug of water. If someone else has the jug of water, <laughs> their life comes first, right? That's when there can be, uh, you know, struggle between people. But, you know, and someone trying to steal someone else's water in order to live. However, if it's not about essentials in life, but it's about having extras and not, you know, crazy extras, just like fish and meat on Shabbos, while others in the community are struggling to have bread, literally bread for, for children to eat. Um, in the winter, having wood for the furnace so you could keep warm and not freeze. Those are more essential than having fish on Shabbos, for example. So you're not on equal footing. Then by Jewish law, a Jew is obliged to help the other. To help the other in, in your community. That's, you know, Jewish communities. So the Alta Rebbe continues with this idea and says that that's only if you are following the exact requirements of the law. However, um, even if you are following the exact requirements and you need equally like someone else's needs, and therefore you have the right. Now, let's say you both need the fish for Shabbos. And not, not water, a little more in life. Fish for Shabbos. And you both need that. Or, or essentials even. So the Alter says... Um, even so, you shouldn't insist on following the letter of the law. Rather, he says, impose austerity upon yourself and go beyond the letter of the law. It says you should, that's what you should do. Impose austerity upon yourself and go beyond the letter of the law and be charitable. So, in other words, um, maybe I'm only going to have, you know, half of the fish, <laughs> right? By the letter of the law, I don't have to give someone else who doesn't have fish for Shabbos, for example. I don't need to do that because I just have that. So, okay. By the law, you don't need to. But he says, go beyond the letter of the law. Further to that point, he says, we should be concerned by the teachings of our sages that if you are exacting and go by the law and not beyond the letter of the law, you will eventually be brought um, to this point where you will ultimately need charity yourself. And not rise beyond the letter of the, and, and and need charity yourself and others because you're very strict and go by the letter of the of the book, and not beyond that, then you will 
then, as our sages say, come to that. Also being needy. So that's the first point. Go beyond the letter of the law, because if, and and moreover, if we don't, then God's going to be strict with us with the letter of the law. And then we might become needy ourselves. First point. Second point, he says, is, don't we all need God's compassion? And how do you attain God's compassion? You need to elicit his compassion. How do you do that? By being compassionate to others. So if you're in a tight situation, you don't have, and you are holding on, closed-fisted, not open-handed to give, meaning you're not having compassion on others. But we all need God's compassion. And the only way we, not the only way, but the way to elicit God's compassion is not to be a hard heart. And and again, we're talking about difficult situations. A person has it. We're talking about here in a situation that there was a community that was really struggling. So nonetheless, we need to have compassion on others. That way God has compassion upon us. Right? So that's all. That's the second point the Altareba makes. Second point and why even when you are in very difficult straits, give. The third point that he makes is, is that, and this is so have compassion so and that God will have compassion upon us um, but by the way it's it's perfectly fine to be motivated by this right we're talking about in a difficult time where you don't have and you still find a way to give and to be compassionate and you're looking to God to have compassion upon you so that's for the future but charity works also in the past and this is the third point that we're not all righteous we all need um to be cleansed to be atoned and tzedakah atones for things that we did in the past and cleanses cleanses in order that we shouldn't be met with misfortune in the future and it cleanses us by giving that then we should have misfortune, not spiritually, not materially, not body and in soul. And a person would give money to heal their physical body. They would give, you know, even though they're poor because, hey, you know, I need this I need to ail from my uh, to to heal from my ailment. So for the soul too, it brings uh, atonement. It brings a cleansing. It brings a healing by giving. That's the third point. The fourth point is an interesting idea. The Altarebbe says that we all are Jewish people are, as he defines, as the Talmud defines. Maminim b'nei maminim, believers, descendants of believers. What, what, what do we believe? <laughs> Not that it's just a God. That's, you know, 
much more than that. What do we believe? We believe that when we give tzedakah, we're lending God money and that he's going to repay us. So when I'm giving somebody in need, and by the way, you know, somebody in need is of course an individual, but it doesn't mean just an individual. Of course, it means all the institutions that are there to help those in need. And as we mentioned many times, in need means both spiritually and materially to give. So when, um, when we believe that our giving is not just giving to that person, but we're actually lending it to God. And the, which, which means that God owes us money. And our belief is that God's going to repay us. It's pretty powerful. God is going to repay us for this good deed, twofold in this world. Every other mitzvah that we do does not have a reward in this world, but in the world to come, except for tzedakah, except for charity that that brings something rewarding in this world, just like we help someone in this world, in the, in the, in the physical, so they will bring a reward to us in the material, in this world. Well, when your God owes you, he's going to repay you, which is an amazing idea. Phenomenal. And the fifth and last point is that if you have an entire community that's engaged in a project of giving, to a certain place, to a certain, you know, um, a certain, uh, I don't know what the word is, uh, cause, yes, that's the word, and you kind of remove yourself from that because you're a little tight-fisted right now because times are tough. Um, our sages say that you've got to be careful of that because if you're absent from the community uh, engagement uh, means you can't be counted on. And you're not counted, so to speak, from above. So it's, a, it's, it's, not a, it's not a healthy thing. Everybody else is involved. Everybody else is giving. And you kind of remain on the side. Um, that's not a good thing. The Altadev concludes and says, May life be pleasant for those who give heed and may the blessings of all kinds of goodness rest upon them. Act benevolently, O God, toward the good and the upright, as is their wish and as is the wish of the writer who seeks the welfare with all his heart and in all his soul. Wow, let's unpack this. So first thing is, go beyond the letter of the law. That's what a chassid is. And the Al-Tadeb is speaking to chassidim. Of course, Jewish law, as we learn in Rambam daily, right, important, Jewish law is the letter of the law. And we need to know what that is. So ultimately, we need to know that is because for ourselves, how we can rise beyond the letter of the law. <laughs> as the Al-Tadeb is telling us we should do here. Do what you don't need to do. Right? Don't have that little extra for you and give it to somebody else. That's a pretty powerful idea. 
and um, and especially the idea that of being exacting. You know, so we, get, we need to be careful with this. We need to not be exacting and being very discerning and judgmental. In, in, judgmental here in a positive sense, not in a negative way. Of, you know, right from wrong. And sometimes we need to know how to rise beyond that. You might be right. But that doesn't mean you don't go beyond the letter of the law. And in human relations in particular. You might be right, but let go. People have a need to be to be right. And even the Altareb is not really speaking about here, you know, in that manner. Speaking about doing what's obliged of one. You know, doing what's right. So sometimes, uh, actually, often it's it's really healthy to not look in that manner and rise above. Take the high road. And especially when you think about it, don't we all need compassion from God? So we need to um, be able to gain that compassion. And by giving, because we're compassionate to another, God will be compassionate upon us, which is amazing. It's great. We should have that notion. Especially because we're not righteous, and therefore we need to cleanse, to have an atonement for things in the past. So not only in the future that God should have compassion, but in the past, our giving will cleanse and bring atonement. And and, and for me, this is like the, the um, it's an amazing concept of faith. We're really letting God and he's going to repay us for the good that we do. That's a matter of faith. Because often we feel like, you know, we did good and, you know, we didn't get repaid with goodness. Maybe we got, you know. <laughs> um, but to really believe that, it makes it easier to let go of the money. When you really believe that God's going to repay you, you've given him alone. Which is a powerful idea. And finally, um, we don't want to um, not to join in the general public and what they're doing. If you're part of a, a community. And there's a, a drive in that community. So you don't want to separate yourself. That's not a healthy thing. The real blessings come when we are bound together, coming together and doing together. So, um, so there's the idea of being part of the community. There's the idea that 
that the repayment, the idea of cleansing and compassion that God will have, and just the simple idea of going above and beyond the human condition. Human condition is one that tells me, you know, do what you're obliged. Don't rise. That, that's enough. No one can have any claim against you. And all of what the Alta Rebbe is teaching over here, compared to yesterday, speaking about the law and you know, the fulfillment of the law, which that itself was something. But the law is really about me and what I'm obliged. And everything the Alta Rebbe spoke about today is not about me, not making it about me. I shouldn't say that entirely. I mean, the idea of rising beyond the letter of the law is not making it about me. It's making it about the cause. And the cause here is beyond, it's, a, it's, a, it's, I mean, through being charitable and compassionate, the cause over here is beyond the letter of the law, compassion, God's compassion, God's atonement, um, God's repayment, and, um, and, and, and you being part of something greater than yourself of a community drive. All right, let's open this up. Questions, comments, thoughts. What do you think about this idea of tzedakah? Does this resonate with you? Um, question marks before. Two question marks before. Like a peace offering. Yeah, um, I'm not certain what your the reference is. Trig. Okay. Erica, can our tzedakah help our family members that have passed away? Absolutely. If you give charity, having in mind a departed soul, like like Diane. She gave tzedakah, right, um, on behalf of her husband of blessed memory. Um, and by doing that act of giving, uh, again, as we mentioned earlier, sponsoring today's Tanya, um, it's affecting her husband's neshama, his soul. That's an amazing thing. Um, Atus. Okay, but we'll get to that. It's kind of not the. Uh, the uh, we'll get to your question. 
I'm going to stay on topic first. I don't mind um, going on to other questions, but first we're going to deal with the topic and then we can go off topic. Um, David, is it important to give before Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur so it weighs more heavily in our favor that we be judged then? Yes, absolutely. It is now is the time for giving now before Rosh Hashanah, now and also between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. Absolutely, these are the the most important times to give. Uh, Clem, it's, uh, tzedakah is, is charity or better called righteousness. Exactly. It's more tzedakah char, uh, comes from the word righteousness. Exactly. The more I give the, uh, out of goodwill, the more I get back um, from, from Hashem. Yes, absolutely. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, I know now that. Okay, anybody in Clubhouse to share with us, Eliana, please share. Thank you. Um, good morning. So I was actually really excited about the title just when I logged in this morning because I was reading Proverbs um, as I'm reading Proverbs through your chapter of Proverbs each day through L. And Proverbs 19:17 um, says, "He who is generous to the poor makes a loan to the." to the Lord. <clears throat> he will, excuse me, <clears throat> he will repay him his due. So it's like right there in your face, he's telling you give and it's a loan to the Lord, loan to Hashem. So, um, it's, you know, when you see something twice and or you see it and then it's given back to you again in a completely different setting, it's just that encouragement to go be compassionate and give. And, um, and here's, you know, uh, King Solomon is telling us the same thing. Give, and Hashem will pay you back. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Absolutely. Yeah, it's nice when you can uh, see it in different ways. <laughs> Absolutely. Beautiful. Anybody else to share? Okay. I guess everybody's busy giving. Which is amazing. Which is amazing. Um, I'm looking here on Instagram. I don't see question marks before. I know now that. By giving to others, especially when it's inconveniently hard, Hashem will be compassionate to us and repay us for the kindness as the, as this is dear to him. Thank you, David. Excellent. Yes. So Vav Yudh is uh, saying, uh, what is the difference between Maiser, which is a tenth, tithing, and Tzedakah and Truma? Um, so miser is a tenth of your of your um, disposable income, which means after taxes, not after expenses, not after personal expenses, but after taxes, right? Not, in other words, not your your net income 
um, not your gross income. Um, that's what Matsir is and what it's based on. Tzedakah, so, uh, tzedakah is the overall uh, act of giving, right? Is the overall act of giving. Matsir is the parameter of the 10%, you know, minimum to give. Truma was from your produce back, you know, in your produce that you had to give to the Kohen and to the Levites, uh, Truma and, and Meiser from there. That's what that is. Okay. Simcha. Um, where would I be sending the donation? Oh, okay. So she's asking about for what we do here. So um, uh, thank you for mentioning that. That's um, very much appreciated. So anybody who wants to give um, to sponsor any of the teachings or just to give because we're talking about giving. So you can go to um, to tanyarabbi.com, uh, donate. And you can do that there. Um, of course, wherever you're giving. One of the families at Villa Yes, it's Philip Stakuchuba, exactly. Okay. Anybody else, please? Uh, Terry mentions, yes, if you have. If you owe somebody or some you owe something, it's always good to pay it up before um, before Rosh Hashanah. Absolutely. John, where's John's question? Ah, John, is giving tzedakah loaning money to Hakadosh Baruch Hu with the money he gave us in the first? <laughs> how's it work? <laughs> God gave us the money. Now we're loaning it to him. Like, so listen, the money is God's. So everything is God's, right? Yet, that's the amazing thing is that we're loaning, we're lending money to God. I mean, you know, he could take it away from us. He doesn't, but that's not what he wants. He wants to repay us. He wants us to be compassionate on us upon others and to repay um, and that he should repay that's his greatest pleasure <laughs> think about it that's his greatest pleasure that um, that he owes us he can't think of anything better <laughs> that he should owe us and uh, What an amazing idea. Yeah, you're right. So, you know, since it's God's, he could take it away from us at any time. By the way, it's uh, up up there, tanyarabbi.com on uh, Facebook. So he could take it away from us, but he doesn't want to take it away from us, you know, um, through, God forbid, that, you know, health you need to spend money on or, you know, you, you, you got a, people, you know, got flooded now. And because of that, they have to spend money. So yeah, God can take away our money very easily. 
Um, he doesn't want that. He wants that he should be beholding to us because we took care of others. That's what he wants. Very powerful. Okay. Um... I think that's it. And the I know now that. Red one. Oh, okay. So, Atus um, is asking if Mashiach will be a reincarnation of Moshe, why would we be descended from the tribe? Why would he be a descendant from the tribe of Judah and King David and not from Levi and Moshe? It's like be more or less, he'll be, okay. Um, so, Mashiach is a descendant of King David, so he's from the tribe of Yehuda as a result, yet he's got a spark of, of Moshe Rabbeinu in his soul as a continuation of Moshe Rabbeinu, as there's a continuation of Moshe Rabbeinu each generation. So, one thing doesn't negate the other. Um, we all have a spark of Moshe Rabbeinu in our soul of Moses that gives us the capacity to have a real connection and faith with God in a deeper way, in a deeper manner. So, you know, we all have it. Whether you're a Kohen Levi or Israel, we have a, a spark of his soul. So Mashiach just has more of it, more revealed of it. Yet, he comes from the tribe of Judah, of Yehuda. I hope that answered. And yes, will be the greatest soul that ever came to this world. Absolutely. So as Alice says, one of the foundations of redemption is Tvilat Staka. Shuva. Shuva Tvilat Staka. Yes. As also by Yisker, and as we have on Yom Kippur, absolutely. All right, folks, amazing. You're all great and amazing. Reminder, Rambam today, 1245. And uh, we will continue our conversation tomorrow. I'm Rabbi Ronnie Fine, coming to you from Chabad Zichin Kadeshim in Montreal, Canada. It's a privilege and a pleasure to share with you the Tanya. Have a wonderful day.